And now it's time for PS Football. Hello, everybody, and welcome to PS Football. As always, I am your poop face, and with me is my dedicated, completely invested, not hoping the season's over co-host, the Shaq. Shaq, how you doing? Oh, man, I'm 1-0. I'm feeling great, man. I am just, I am ecstatic that I didn't start 0-1. I was a little little preoccupied with my game, I must admit, but I was very pleasantly surprised when I saw that you were winning and eventually won. And you didn't just win. Like, this was one of those comfortable wins where you were never really in danger. And, and I looked at it, and my team is like in the points last week was about like fifth, maybe sixth. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I felt good about that because like for the past two years, my team's been consistently bottom three. Yeah. So it was nice to see that maybe my team this year won't completely suck. Yeah, and it was interesting too because you were right in that you did not have a quarterback controversy at all with your um, your two QBs that you have because Lamar yeah. was one of the best quarterbacks last week all, all around. Yep, uh, I agree. And then, uh, you know, I have Aaron Rodgers, who if Rodgers keeps doing like he did in week one, like pleasant surprise, right? I got, I got bonus on that one. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So, yeah, I mean, your game – my game, I, I'm I am kind of proud of my team name, DK Gronky Kong. Yeah, I uh, like that. You need a better picture. Yeah, I I was just super excited to get the team name, and I was thinking about that like literally the day before, like mm-hmm. the season started. So I was like, man, I need a new game, uh, or I need a new game. And there we go. If, if the picture was bigger, I think it'd be really funny if you photoshopped Gronk on top of the. Donkey Kong, like, level from the arcade game. Yeah. Like, throwing a barrel down or something. Hey, that would Or, like, throwing a football, but doing it, like, duck-style, end-over-end. Yeah, that would actually be pretty cool. Oh, man. That would be... There's so many possibilities. And so little time. All right, so um, I think we talked about my game. Do you want to go into a little your thoughts on your game before we take on the other three we had last week? Uh, I am still anticipating a stat correction tomorrow morning um, where I actually lose my game. Because I don't know if you've looked, but I won by less than half a point. Uh Or slightly less than 0.6 points. Um, (laughs) Which... I'm gonna be honest. I was I was pretty scared that my defense was gonna go negative, because um, I looked and I'm pretty sure that I was you know three points or like forty yards away from the Titans' defense only having one point instead of three, which would not have been great for me. But right. luckily, his defense did me a solid and got him negative nine points, um, <laughs> which is quite a bit. Sometimes better to be lucky than good, eh? Oh yeah, for sure. And I do. I feel slightly vindicated. I, I'm. I'm a little concerned. My my wide receivers definitely are a little slow out of the blocks. But mm-hmm. my two running backs 
feel pretty good about my running backs. I'm not going to lie. I was very happy with Josh Jacobs and Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Yeah, I'm the same way on my team. Like, I feel pretty solid about my team. I feel solid. The one position that I wasn't too, um, I'm a little questionable on, I feel like, is uh, tight end. Now, um, Olsen for the Seahawks got a touchdown. Gronk, towards the end of the game, I felt like he was starting to make some connections again with Tom Brady. So I feel like Gronk later in the season will probably be serviceable. Um, You know, maybe give me 10 points a game, which is kind of what I feel like I'm looking for in a tight end, unless I'm looking at, like, um, you know, Kelsey or one of the top tier guys. Um, That kind of leads me to a pretty interesting scenario. Have you been following the Kittle chatter at all today? Uh, no, I have not. No, he is not going to practice at all this week. They already came out and said he's not practicing this week, and they're hoping that he's just going to be ready to go this weekend, um, which was interesting to me because you never hear a team saying that they're going to do that this early. That was very strange. Um, and does is that indicative of – and so this may be weird, but like, I can't think of an injury where you say he's going to be out all week, but we plan on him playing Sunday. Like, I feel like it almost got to be like COVID or COVID exposure, where like, no, he's it's, practicing. It's definitely, it's, definitely an, it's definitely an injury. So it's his knee, um, okay. which might have been like a hyperextension or a tweak or something. I wasn't really too into it. But, so um, rest is the solution, but they think he's good to go for Sunday. Yeah, like they're gonna have him like tough it out, which is an interesting mindset for a 2020 season. But I mean, yeah, I can't like I couldn't remember. I was trying to think back, and the only time I can remember was you know Calvin Johnson his last season. It seemed like he never practiced, but they would never. Mm-hmm. Like, oh yeah, he's definitely play this weekend, even though it was kind of a foregone conclusion. And you'll see it with some older running backs or older players that do like plays or whatever. Um, but the last time I could remember this where it was like beginning of the week, they're not going to practice, was years ago, Steve McNair, uh, the quarterback when he was on the Titans, they used to do that all the time. And it's just interesting to me to see it happen with a tight end, which is one of the yeah. physical positions. Um, so I don't know. I just thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah, that, that is, I feel like that's going to be a good story to follow and see how he looks in the next game. Cause that, that would be a huge blow if he's, uh, missed a step. Yeah. And I couldn't, for whatever reason, I'm drawing a blank on who has him. Is it Dan? I feel like, no, because I feel like Dan lives and dies by Mahomes, doesn't he? Oh, Cause does doesn't he, he have Mahomes and Kelsey? Does he have Kelsey? He doesn't. That's what I thought. So, yeah. I think that means Jason has him. Let me check. check. I'm pretty sure that means that Jason has him because I remember them being happy with their tight end pickups. Because I think they got them back to back, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. I think they. Who has Ertz? That feels like a Harold pick. 
And, and the only reason I say that is because I feel like the Dallas Goddard is, is an interesting thing. Um, yeah, you know, yep. he Ertz is in a contract year, so he's going to ball out. But then Goddard seems to be a pretty good production of that team, and they run a lot of two tight end sets. And I kind of wanted them. And I feel like I, I told Dan this, I feel like I'm finally starting to figure out fab because I didn't get them. But at the same time, I was like, I'm glad I didn't get them because I didn't feel like that was like enough. Um, I didn't feel like I got like overpaid. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I felt like I felt comfortable looking at it. So um yeah, so blow the buy again, added Dallas Goddard for $280. Yeah. And then did you see who else he added? Malcolm Brown for 500 I think I spent – I think Malcolm Brown, I put 150 and Dallas Goddard, I put 100, like 175 Because yeah. neither of them I really needed, but I was like, they, they would could be good pieces. Now, the interesting thing about Malcolm Brown is uh, I did this last year. Last year, the first game of the season, Malcolm Brown went off for like 27 points. And I spent probably like $250 on him. And then he didn't do jack shit the rest of the season. Yeah. That was your girly experience though, wasn't it? Yeah. So I was like, oh crap, that might be the backup. So um, I think it's, I think it's going to be, it'll be interesting to see what, I mean, hopefully he doesn't need to buy any more players, but I think Goddard's definitely an interesting one to watch because I feel like he could take, and I don't necessarily say that Ertz is going to be devalued as much as you might not have any wide wide receivers really scoring touchdowns for Philly. It might be all tight ends. Well, we saw this last year because they run a lot of two tight end sets. And uh, so Ertz and Goddard are, you know, kind of targeted a little bit more than other teams who do that. But I, I kind of like the pickup, but I think the interesting thing about that is you can kind of see the way that people go through. So, so in my opinion, Brian is definitely treating, treating this week like he gets guaranteed waiver priority for one week. And then other people are definitely trying to play the uh, – slow game i guess or like the like like slow burn it where they're trying to get wait and see try to get somebody for some low dollar value and then hopefully they blow up yeah or like they're not it's so early in the season they're not as committed this early to making those types of moves and i gotta give credit if it pans out that he hits on one of them and that one you know is a top 10 fantasy option at the position I think that's probably worth it because then for the rest of the year, you're just, you just have to be a little bit more savvy with your pickups. Um, I think I qualify that if Malcolm Brown hits and Dallas Goddard misses, I think overall it was a good sale. If Goddard hits and Brown misses, I think it's a failure because he spent $500 on, on Brown, like $500 to me is, this guy will be in my lineup as let's let's say a top twelve. Mm-hmm. Whereas Goddard, you're looking for a good tight end. You don't expect as much from him, 
right? Like you expect maybe a good tight end is going to get you 15 points a game. Average, I feel like 10 to 12. So like, I feel like you're not expecting as much for him, but like if you put $500 down, you're expecting that guy to get 20 plus points. Yeah, I can see that. And for me, it was definitely interesting because the only person I put a claim in for this week was Hines from the Colts. Uh, just because I really like the idea of a um, a PPR running back flex option because he had yeah. targets this week and he had two touchdowns. And if you took the two touchdowns away and you took the rushes away, he still had a game where he scored, I think, like 13 or 14 points simply from being the passing game option. And even though Jonathan right. Taylor is going to take over the, the early down work, it doesn't sound like they're going to take that those touches away from Hines. If anything, he might actually get a couple more because instead of having three running backs, there's two. So, right. And I only put in, I think I put 215 in because I didn't really know what I wanted um, because mm. I was waiting to see some of my wide receivers if they pan out a little bit. So half of the league put in offers on Heinz. Because I, I was curious. I was going to ask you how much you spent for him. So Ryan won at 297. You came in at 215. Uh, Jason came in at 202. And then you have two more people. Um, Joel, 129. And shit, I feel like there was another one. Uh, all right. I must have skipped over. Anyway, my point being, is uh oh make eight great again put in 256 uh and was just out by the fighting blobfish so it's kind of interesting you have four of those six offers or four of those five offers were above the 200 mark so i feel like 297 is maybe a bit high but roughly what the league valued him overall mm-hmm. well if right so I feel, yeah right exactly so i feel like that's a good pick um now, interestingly enough, in contrast, right, uh, another running back, like we said, Malcolm Brown, $500 to blow the buy. But the next closest was my bid for him at 175 And then there was 130 and $51. And then somebody bid $8. So I, I, I once again, for 50, for 500 bucks, that one to me has to pay off like that. That to me was a make or break your season acquisition. And I I do think it's interesting because it definitely shows you, like I was saying before the mentality, like Brian used it to for sure get two waiver priorities where in the old system, you would have to like hold your waiver priority for weeks and weeks and weeks at a time. This one, he gets two guaranteed and then moving forward, he still has enough money to, you know, put in a claim so he can get somebody off waivers if he doesn't want it to go to free agency or something like that. Um, so, yeah, but that is, that's, man, that is a lot of money. I don't think I've spent 500 fab in a season yet because I'm so frugal. Uh, I'm right. I'm not frugal. I don't think frugal is the correct way to raise what I am. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a fair point, I suppose. So, all right. So before we get too far, we already kind of jumped ahead. Let's let's go through real quick. So uh, I defeated Dondi one twenty ninety three. Um, you, as of right now, I'm going to knock on some wood over here. Uh, one twenty one over one twenty over Chris Dennis. 
Um, Dan beat Ryan pretty handily, 145-107. I, I don't really feel like in that matchup I see anything that, like, super sta- – like Calvin Ridley maybe at 33 being his top scorer kind of surprised me a bit. But, like, also it's good to see Delphin Cook is actually working for Ryan because that's more than that bastard ever did for me. So yeah, I could see that. But I, I was – I think Ryan was happy that he was in the triple digits again, which is funny. Yeah. Um, but that game was really never close. That was the interesting no. thing about like as soon as the turn happened on Sunday, it wasn't even close. Um, yeah, it was it was Dan shot out of the gate and just stayed ahead. Yeah, the other interesting one for me was the Brian and Jason game because that one was a little more low scoring than I thought it was going to be. I agree, especially on Jason's team. I feel like 113 was not what I expected. I I was expecting kind of how he was last year. Like, I was expecting, like, 130 point. And, frankly, I was happy that, like, the league average of, let's say, the top five people was, what, you know, just under 120. Like, Well, and but my thing is I expected the Harold-Joel game for this one. I really thought somebody was going to put up the highest score of the week. Um, and the other person was going to score above league average. And that is not what we got. And then in, in Harold and Joel's game, uh, I was messing around on Yahoo. And before the injury report came out today, uh, the Yahoo settings on a PPR league had Devonte Adams's. uh projection at straight up 30 points which is insane which is outrageous Um, yeah but i don't think it's that outrageous now that you know we got to see what the lions did last week um so i think i think one of the things that's probably important here is is to look at harold's team russell wilson 38-25 38-25 at Atlanta. Uh, fantasy points just shy of 40. Obviously, 40 points a game isn't really sustainable unless maybe you're Patrick Mahomes. Um, and we were against Atlanta, who we do know pretty well, and it, it was an offensive they're battle. They're, so, they're, they're also terrible. Yeah, right. Like, uh, you've got to remember Russell Wilson's in the division you know, with the Arizona Cardinals who suddenly aren't terrible, the 49ers who looked like they took a step back, but you have to remember who they are. Um, and then the Rams who oddly enough may have become the bottom of the NFC West. Um, I, I don't really know what to do there, but um, so I, I don't think that projection, his projection this week's 23 points. I think that's reasonable. I think Russell Wilson on a given week is going to get you probably 25 to 27. It's not bad, yeah. but it knocks down. Another big one, Devontae Adams, 41.6 points. No way that's sustainable. Probably not down to like 20 points a game. I think it's sustainable for two more games this year because he's going to get to play the Lions twice. Lions twice. Didn't you guys just lose a corner? We lost three. Um, Oh, really? Well, we lost Coleman. Uh, Akuda, our first-round draft pick, didn't play because he was hurt. Mm-hmm. And uh, Trufant, who we signed, he went down with a hamstring injury. And Coleman is on IR. Akuda was practicing today, and Trufant has a chance to play this weekend. But 
that does not bode well for our secondary that once again made Mitchell Trubisky look like a top 10 quarterback in the league when he is very much not that. So I don't know. I, I think that he'll probably either it's going to be a run back of last year when the Lions gave the Chiefs a run for their money and then they beat the Patriots. So maybe something like that happens in the next two games. But man, I don't want to play a Devontae Adams or an Aaron Rodgers team. But luckily, I am playing an Aaron Rodgers team this week in you, but you're not going to play. Um, which makes me happy. But yeah, so th- that was kind of interesting. And I know I said in the thing last week that I didn't really care, but I am pretty impressed with Harold's team and how it did. Because even if you bring those scores back to life, he's still scoring 130 points. Yep, agreed. I was going to say, if you take what I think is going to happen to those two players, 130, you know, 125, 130 points a game, which, yeah. which is, is nothing to laugh at. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, anything else you wanted to chat about? Well, no, not particularly. I think we can move on there. So you and I had talked about this um, off and on back and forth. Uh, I finally have a name for it. I'm going to do a quick little thing. It's called Shaq's Three and Out. Okay. Uh, basically, I don't participate in chat very much because it generally goes faster than I can keep up. However, I have made a point this year to write down and take notes of different things people have said about different players and predictions. So what I want to do, and this is something that comes from the draft, so this is my inaugural Shaq's three and out, is during the draft, A.J. Green got selected. And one of the players, or one of the managers, I'm not going to say who, might have been the reigning champ, said he's not going to play a snap this year. Mm -hmm. And I just wanted to point out, he had five receptions for 51 yards for 10.1 points this week. So he did play this week. From a rookie quarterback. Right, which that's that's interesting. But uh, interesting. so that is my inaugural three and out. So I like it. You know, yeah. I just I, I feel like there's a lot of stuff that happens in chat and a lot of people make some bold predictions. So just like I, I would like to call up people who maybe the predictions don't work so well. If somebody makes a really great prediction, you know, send it in, post it in the uh, chat just to make sure that I see it in our uh, Discord channel for uh, PS Football. And, you know, I'll make sure it gets on the air. My, uh, my other thing from this week that would have qualified, and I'm pretty sure I said it, but I can't remember. So if I didn't say it in this chat, I was really high on Hopkins this year, but I did not expect him to get 14 receptions in the first game. You were. You were. And actually, we can go back to last episode because I said I was not high on Hopkins. And you, you took the flip side and said you were pretty high on him. So that actually worked out. Yeah. And, and this season's going to be great because it'll just be full of shutterisms where he gets to go and say, I said we should have taken Kyler Murray. Um, and so far he looks right. But enough of that. What are you looking for this week coming up? Because we're still going to do the lightning round because I know it's so important to you. Um, and we're not going to do a full game breakdown, but we are playing each other and we tend to do something when that happens. 
I, you know, I'm looking forward to it because we were talking pre-podcast and it seems like normally our games happen later in the season. So to have a game early like this is really exciting to me because it can get it started. I agree. I think we need to do, uh, we need something. I don't know if it's just like a friendly bet of doing something, but I, I think something needs to happen. That's, so I don't know if it would be considered collusion. We can get uh, some kind of ruling on this. But you know how last year your thing was a quarterback controversy where, like, you couldn't pick the right guy? Um, very true. After week one, I picked up a very old quarterback named Ben Roethlisberger. And he outperformed the one that I actually drafted in Carson Wentz. And obviously, it's the first week. We don't know what the weeks to come are going to look like, but I could have a quarterback controversy. But the one thing I was going to suggest is that I have a fairly consistent, from last week, flex point total. A lot of my flexes were in like the 9 to 15 range. Um, Not too many went above that. So you, you can think about this. What if we individually come up with three players that we're on the fence about and then we give that list to the other person and then that person picks the two out of the three for the match like it like basically hmm how hmm, i gotta believe this is probably collusion somehow okay well i thought because we were playing each other and it would be like the same kind of competitive, like, like I, like I would come up with it for my team. So I'm not picking from your team. So like, I wouldn't be like, Oh, I definitely play Rogers this week or whatever. How so about, like, I, I got an idea though. It, this, this kind of makes me, how about we do this? Uh, I'm going to reach out to one of the other people in, uh, in the league. And this is what I think we should do. We'll set each other's lineups, not actually for the game week, um, but we'll take whoever kind of to your point on your flex positions. We'll take the other person's team, put in our starting lineup. We'll send it to the third party and then we'll talk about it next week and see what our predictions were, how close we were. If the other person would have done better with our team. Okay. I kind of like that. Cause that's, I think that'll be idea. cool. It's the same idea, but it's not like actually while we're playing it. So maybe that's a little yeah. Yeah, so I like that. So we'll, uh, this is uh, Wednesday night, so we'll have to do that tonight or tomorrow during the day so we can get uh, projections. But I'll talk offline, and I'm sure we can get somebody to be the gatekeeper for those. So that's good. But other than our matchup, go ahead. Well, I was thinking that then for the bet for it, so would the bet then be if your lineup does better than the one that I selected or vice versa, is that the winner? Or do you want the bet to be on the actual outcome of the game? I think I think the bet should be if you meet or exceed. So I think the I think the bet should be if you meet or exceed the expectation of the actual lineup. And then the tiebreaker can be the actual game score. What if, um, what if for this week, the bet is simply 
the uh, predictions. And okay. then since, since we're going to play each other again, I'm assuming, I'd have to double check on the schedule. But if it's a tie and we both exceed expectations, then it's a push and then it doubles the bet for the next one. Yeah, I like it. That's a good thing. Okay. So we'll it's do a that. good thing. So we'll, we'll do this offline, but we'll post the rules in the Discord channel. And then that way we can get, and then after we've talked to said third party. Yep. Okay. Yep, I like it. So other than that, um, we're not going to do a full breakdown, but I just want to roll through the games. Uh, Joel plays Dan, close one, projections half point. Um, Jason plays Chris, projections there 2.1 in Chris's favor. Um, ooh, so Dondi versus Ryan. You've got Dondi by almost 10 points, which that's definitely the biggest lead here. Um, and then uh, Harold and uh, Brian, less than a point difference there. So honestly, all these games, uh, granted, as we've always said on the show, projections mean nothing. Uh, but all of these games look incredibly close, too close to call. With the aside of make eight great again, looks to have an edge over the fighting blobfish. We'll see if that holds throughout the week. So uh, I agree. And my player to watch this week is actually going to be Alvin Kamara. No explanation needed, but that's who I'm going with this week. And with that, Eric, I think think it's time for your favorite section. Uh, It's time for the lightning round. So, so real quick, before we get into this, I I have to ask, because I keep hearing clicking in the background. Yeah. Is that, is that a Razor Black Widow keyboard? Oh yeah. I didn't, I forgot about this. So uh, right before we got on the air, I was contacted and we're actually being bought and we're going to be an esports podcast next week. So they sent me some stuff. Um, I was going to have them send it to you, uh, but you weren't registered at Razor for your wedding. So you get all the cool stuff and I just get to talk about esports. Married people don't get to buy video game stuff, Eric. That's the law. Oh, that's all right. Well, in which which case I need to do a spending free in the next seven months. Do you really think your fiance would let you have the sweet razor reclining gaming chair? I, I dislike you so much right now, Jamie, you're, you're reclining in that chair right now, aren't you? I may or may not have my feet up. Uh, And with that, it's time for the lightning round. So traditionally we would always do my game first because we're on my screen but because we're playing each other this week i'm gonna mix it up and we're gonna do that last so the second game on my screen this week was joel versus dan uh i'm gonna kick us off so uh alan's good mahomes is better dan wins i am gonna say the mayans did predict the end of the world they just put a zero or a one instead of a zero Mayan Warriors over Zeke Blinders. Okay, you got there. That was a roundabout, but you got there. Uh, the next game is Jason versus Dennis, and I will let you go first on this one. Uh, I am going to go with uh, – I'm going to have to go with, I think, Eminem over Kamara. I get that. Okay. 
Uh, mine was uh, no trades yet, question mark. Give it time. Chris wins. So <laughs> the next game is uh, the Kamish versus Dombey. And I will go first on this one. Uh, the curse is real. Shudder wins. I- I'm actually going to say um, I- I'm going to have to say Chris gets cooked. Shudder wins. I like that. Uh, the last one before our storied rivalry is Harold versus Brian. I will let you go first on this one. Uh, I am going to actually say uh, Brian hops to one and one. Brian wins. Uh, uh, I'm going to disagree with you there. Uh, Breeze should retire. Harold wins. That's assuming he plays Breeze, but yes, we'll see. He's on his team. I get to make the joke. Uh, and <laughs> the final game is Hippos versus Kong. Um, and for this one, I am once again going back to the well that keeps on giving. QB controversy? Question mark. Hippo wins. I'm going to say QB controversy? Question mark. Kong wins. Nice. So. I think we need to have a subtopic right here. Okay. Hippos versus Kong. So four hungry, hungry hippos versus Donkey Kong, and let's give him Diddy Kong. Who wins? The hippos, bro. They don't get their marbles, though. It's just the hippos. Well, I mean, are we talking like four full-grown male hippos versus a full-grown gorilla that is Donkey Kong? Does Donkey Kong have any of his like in-game arsenal of like coconut guns or anything like that uh diddy has his peanut shooters and kong has his barrels hippos win really the hippos no marbles and then kong with the barrels and diddy with the peanut shooters and the hippos still win yeah they're hippos bro Uh, all right man well we're gonna just we're gonna have to agree to disagree on that one how many people has Donkey Kong actually killed? I, I don't know. He's tried to kidnap the princess so many times and kill Mario, but we all know that that's never going to work. Yeah, but like hippos like kill people every year. This is true that they do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, I think that's it. You got anything you wanted to plug? Uh, no, I don't. Considering all of our merch apparently went to my co-host. Well, uh, I wanted to thank you for your time. I wanted to say that I'm very pleased with the first week of NFL football, although I still don't really have the spark. Um, It may have finally been snuffed out by that Lions defeat. But with that, as always, may the numbers and percentages and yards and stat corrections forever be in your favor. And good luck this week, everybody. See y'all.